I'm Jim. And I'm Emily. And we're, we're the, the Summers, Summers family. family. She works in an office. And he runs the home. Together, we're raising our four kids with an emphasis on family, adventure, and the arts. Welcome to the Summers Time Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Summer's Time Podcast. Uh, tonight's episode is uh, going to be kind of a fun one for us because it's a part of the year that we really enjoy, and that would be prepping for the holidays. Specifically, the fall and winter holidays. Right. So we thought it would be really fun to talk through some of the traditions that we've created for our family, and then uh, maybe talk through a few hacks that we've learned along the way, because while the holidays can be really fun, there's also an element of stress that can be had with it. So there's a few things that we've learned along the way that we've incorporated into how we do the holidays. So maybe a good place to start is what, why do we like this season? Why do we like these holidays? I mean, probably a lot of it has to do with us growing up and the memories that we have. Why do you like the holidays? Well, I was going to say, I think, yeah, a good place to start would be taking it back to when we were children and the traditions that we both uh, learned and loved when we were kids in our own families, um, which of course will then kind of dictate how we create traditions for our family. And we'll get to that later. But I think, um, Part of the reason I loved it when I was a kid, I mean, I definitely came from a good family that supported good traditions and supported each other. And um, of course, also being a kid, it was just fun to do Christmas. I mean, you're getting presents. What kid doesn't like that? Um, Also, we're in the Midwest, so there was generally snow. Um, White Christmases were always an added bonus. Um, I do know some people that live in the Southern states, and they're used to having a warm Christmas. And that always seemed so strange to me, but, you know, good for them. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, I always liked the idea of moving. I, we may have touched on this in another episode too, moving into the different seasons. And with the holidays comes the winter season generally, um, at least these holidays. And so you kind of get ramped up for it. Um, you know, I remember really enjoying the Christmas music, again, being a musician, really into that. Um, and then just some of the traditions we did when my grandparents were still around, we would go over to their house they live close by. We would go over to their house, and I still have vivid memories of being there. Um, and just kind of, I guess what what became was what we did pretty much every year. There really wasn't much change, which some might think is kind of boring, but I thought it was kind of nice because it gave me something to look forward to. Um, and then as I got older, some of those traditions changed a little bit, but for the most part, it kind of stuck around. And then you know, we're kind of doing that with our family as well. We're, we're taking some of what I learned and some of what you learned and we're kind of mixing that together. But I'd say that's what I kind of liked about it the most was the, just the constant thing. And I, I come from a big family, so I had all my siblings to enjoy it with as well. And, um, and we still enjoy it. So I think that's probably what I like the most. I think as a kid, you recognize that your parents are hyper aware. They're, they're like more present than it seems than other times of the year. At least it was in my case. Not that mm-hmm. they weren't present, but it just it felt um, like there was a air of excitement. Mm-hmm. And like you said, there was something to look forward to. Um, there was a sense of adventure around the corner because for us, every other year we would travel um, mm-hmm. to where we had some extended family living. Um, and then, you know, you had a taste of what was around the bend with like, you, you knew that you always made Christmas cookies and you enjoyed making Christmas cookies. So it was mm-hmm. exciting to know that that was 
going to happen because you enjoyed it so much before. So right. um, I think that's one of the great things about traditions is you have a good experience and then that makes you look forward to it more because you know to a degree what you're in for. It's kind of like a birthday in some ways. You know you're going to hit your birthday every year <clears throat> and you look forward to it. So this is just another added uh, holiday, I suppose, where you can kind of look forward to celebrating it in your own way. And you said that every other year you guys would travel. I forgot to mention that every other year uh, here with my family, a lot of my extended family would travel here because it's like I mentioned, my grandparents lived here. And so that was always kind of neat because my aunts and uncles would come in. Um, one of my cousins would come in pretty much every time. Some of my other cousins, it was sporadic. But you knew that every other year you were going to get this kind of big blowout uh, family gather, uh, gathering. And that was that was always a lot of fun. Um, so did you like Halloween, Thanksgiving, or Christmas? We don't celebrate Hanukkah in our families. But did you like Halloween, Thanksgiving, or Christmas the best? I'd, I thought about that earlier when I was thinking about the holidays, and I, I guess I would say Christmas because that, that's kind of an easy one to say just because it's something that's been so built up, at least in my childhood. Um, but I love the idea that each one of the, the months, October, November, December, has one of those holidays to look forward to in each month, and each one of the holidays is very different. Um, you know, Obviously, Halloween is more about you know, kind of getting spooky and scary stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, uh, Thanksgiving is more just that, giving thanks. And, you know, it's just more about the meal, I suppose. And then Christmas, while also being about the meal, is, you know, about giving and, and uh, you know, those types of things. So each holiday has its own unique uh, take. And I, I always kind of liked the lead up to it. But to answer the question bluntly, it would be probably Christmas was always my favorite and tends to still be. So what were the traditions that you really enjoyed? Well, with Christmas, um, it wasn't so much that there were a lot of uh, traditions. It was that there were a few that were always there. So I already mentioned like every other year, my extended family on my dad's side would come into town. That was just a given. I mean, it was like, I remember asking my mom, like, wait, are we on the off year or something? Like it was just, it was a given that every other year my dad's family was going to come in um, and it was always a lot of fun. So that one was a huge one for me just to be around a lot of family um, as we all grew up. Um, I guess some of the other things would just be, you know, maybe on the off years too, we'd be with my grandparents and I always loved going to their house. They lived just, you know, like 20 miles away. It wasn't too far. And uh, they had a beautiful home and they always had it really nice and decorated and they were really old fashioned. So it, it looked very kind of, New England e to me, and I always liked that. Um, but honestly, it was it'd probably be mostly just that I had my siblings around me that we could always and we didn't have our friends because they were with their families, but we could always hang with each other and play games. Uh, one of the traditions that we did that I know they got mad at me when I decided to break this because I'm the oldest, so I was kind of getting like too cool for it. But we would we would hang out out well we would always wake up on Christmas morning way early because we were too excited to sleep you know we wanted to see what Santa brought us and and whatnot so we would always get up way too early and we would sit out in the hallway and of course my parents would still sleep and we would just play games I think uh, we would play Scrabble chess any kind of board game we could find and um, and it was a lot of fun because we'd wrap up in like our blankets and our pillows and I mean, we'd, we'd get up probably around five in the morning. You know, now, now nowadays for us as adults and working people, it's five in the morning is early, but not that early. But for kids, I mean, who would normally sleep in probably till eight or nine, that's, that's super early. <laughs> and I remember we'd wait there for a while and sometimes we'd kind of like knock on my parents' door to, 
you know, kind of coax them out and be like, come on, let's do this. And then as I became a teenager and I wanted more sleep, um, and I also realized, look, mom and dad aren't going to get up at six, so I'm not going to get up at six. <laughs> so I continued to sleep. And again, like I said, they, they weren't too happy about, about that, but that was a cool tradition that I, re- I remember vividly uh, doing with my my brothers and sisters. But other than that, it was just Christmas morning, just wrap, uh, opening gifts. I know that's a point of contention between you and me as far as how we go about opening gifts. And maybe you can touch on that. We would go around in a circle and, and well, we would see the gifts that Santa brought us, which were always unwrapped on the couch in a section. And then we would grab gifts from under the tree that were given to and from each other. And we would go around the horn and just one at a time open them up. So I know well, that- the, there's two things there. The one is I think everything should be wrapped and you just think it's a waste well, of time. Okay. But remember now, and I'll, it is kind of a waste of time when you've got eight people in the family that might need wrapping done. Um, and so to me, it's more about being practical. We would have our stocking stuff with like candy and little knickknacks, like sometimes like a pair of socks or something like that. But those were always stuffed. And then the the bigger things would be on the couch that Santa brought, but those were unwrapped because we just assumed Santa doesn't wrap gifts. He just comes down and puts them on the couch. And then the the presents that were from extended family, from each other, whatever, those were wrapped under the tree. And that was kind of our time to to go around and see what each of us got each other. Now, that might be a nice segue to go into your <laughs> wrapping. Uh, what was your wrapping, unwrapping, I should say, or Christmas well, morning? Well, the wrapping like. was that everything was wrapped. <clears throat> the other piece of this was you just tear into everything. Mm-hmm. So to an extent, the wrapping might slow us down a little bit, but it was every man for himself, a total free for all. If you like something and you yell out about it. And so it's like two major ends of the spectrum. And, and I, the it, first time that you yeah. joined us for Christmas, you were like, it I was, was a sad state of affairs. You it were was so confused. Because my my main gift for you, you opened up like the second thing and no one knew it and you just tossed it to the side. And I was like... <laughs> That was my but the main gift from me to when you. You started opening your gifts, and you were like, "Okay, here I go. I'm going to open this gift," and nobody like responded. Nobody you're like, cared. Now, so I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> okay, I'm going to open this gift, and I think you're just like, "F it." <laughs> oh well, I yeah, it was a very like you said, very two different sides of the spectrum, and it was. I'm not saying there wasn't chaos at times at my house. And don't get me wrong. We weren't sitting around being like, okay, Paul, it's your turn now. Go ahead and open that gift. Buffy, what do you have? You know, it wasn't, <laughs> we weren't doing anything that was like total hoity-toity. It was just that we we had a flow and we would look at all the stuff that we got. You know, that was us tearing our gifts up. Was They were already torn when they were when even your, wrapped. Your flow is a very slow flow that ends yeah. at like, Two or three o'clock but again, in the afternoon. This is kind of a metaphor for our families, I think. And I don't want to get off subject, but I say first, what's the rush? It's Christmas Day. There's nothing to do but sit around and play with your toys. When, again, when you're a kid, but even when you're an adult, you can kind of bum around and just enjoy it. But your your family has always moved at a much quicker pace in life in general, and mine is a bit slower. But there's, <laughs> on a, to be honest with you, there's benefits to both sides of things, and I think that yeah. we we've tried to meet in the middle on it because I do really like that. I like the idea of knowing what everyone's getting and having a moment and, you know, that just, I think you can be a little bit more present 
I like that. But I also like this just unabashed joy of digging in and just going for well, it. Well, there's something to be said for that, no doubt. I, I, I wanted to mention one other thing. I know I can remember my mom writing down what we got from others so that we could write thank you notes to them. I know that's kind of a, well, maybe this is a sad thing. It's kind of a forgotten uh, what do you call that? Like a forgotten art, I guess. I don't know how often people, you know, write handwritten thank you cards. I know we've done that. We make our kids do that occasionally as well, which I think is a good thing. But my mom always did that. She would, I remember she'd have her pen and paper and she would be writing down what we all got from our uncles, our aunts, grandparents, cousins, whatever. And then we would, we would have to write a thank you notes. So, it didn't. It wouldn't bode too well to have everyone tearing open everything, and it looks like a confetti explosion in there. And my mom's like, "Okay, where did where'd that come from?" And we're like, "We don't know." So I think it, there was a method to the madness in the sense that my mom wanted to make sure that we were, you know, basically taking things down so that we could say thank you. Yeah, it afterwards. makes sense. Which basically means you guys never did any of that. <laughs> no, we wrote thank you cards. We were just responsible for remembering. Oh well, that's. Good on you. <laughs> I don't have that kind of memory, I guess. Anyway, I do I do think that a lot of the traditions that we find sacred are with other people. Either going to someone else's place and it's a tradition that you go to their place or they come in town. It's just right. exciting to see other people, which probably is why. Like every year I tend to get a little blue at the end of the season. There's a part of me that's happy because it's been chaotic and you need things to slow down again. But there's another part that's like, oh, the party's over. I used to get like that. I feel like I we've talked about this um, off the mics. Uh, and I, I remember I used to feel like that. And I felt like there was this um, this void that that opened up as soon as the holidays were done, and you know, certainly if it was an on year with my family coming in town, whenever when they all left, it was you know like ugh, there's nothing to do, and then you enter into January and you're kind of like oh, now it's just now we're in the thick of the winter. There's after New Year's, there's really nothing to look forward to for a while, and uh, it, so that was always kind of depressing. Certainly, then going back to school, I never really enjoyed going back to school. I wanted to keep you know. I wanted to stay on break. <laughs> but as I got older, and certainly when we got together and we started making our own traditions and our own memories, um, for me, I don't I don't really get the blues anymore. I get a little down because, again, it's just like ugh, January and then into February. Not not a huge fan of those months, but I can push on through. And I think it's because, you know, I have you. I've got the kids. We've got our close family here, uh, pandemic or not. We get to see them and um, – and even more family has moved in recently. So I feel like my circle's kind of complete. Whereas when I was younger, I didn't have a circle yet. And I was kind of, you know, like, hey, you come in here. Let's have fun. Oh, you're gone. Oh, well, that sucks. Now what? And then like another crowd. Uh, and I was kind of like wavering, searching for things. And now I've, well, I've found what I wanted to do. So I don't, I don't really feel like I get the, the post-holiday blues. I suppose, yeah, the chaos is fun and it's also tiring. So that's a positive and negative. Okay, so let's transition into talking about now. Um, what do we, what's different about now, now that we're parenting? Like, I can think of one thing straight off the bat. I never liked Halloween before. I truly didn't. I mean, I liked getting the candy, but I, it just, it really wasn't my jam. Dressing up was fine. And then definitely once I got past trick-or-treating, it was like, ugh, not my thing. Like, I didn't really dress up. Um, but now, once we had kids and they got beyond the, 
little, little age. Right. To the point where they were looking forward to it. They were planning which costumes they wanted to wear. I started to really enjoy Halloween so much more. So I would say Halloween has actually become one of my favorite holidays as an adult. Yeah, I agree. I remember when we got together, um, I've always been a fan of Halloween. And even as an adult, and you, I remember you you were not that into it. You you played nice with me. It wasn't like you were going to be a jerk about it, but you didn't really care to do anything. And I remember trying to get you to dress up and, and you would go along with it, but you didn't really care that much. Um, so I joked around with other people like, oh yeah, I love Halloween, but Emily doesn't care for it. And now you're right. I consider it kind of beco- quickly becoming one of your favorite holidays because as you say, the kids are now of age and Jane even today said, daddy, when's Halloween? And I said, that's about a week and a half. And she goes, wait, not this weekend, but the next. I said, yeah. And she's like, what? I mean, she like, she can't wait. And I asked her why. She said, candy. There's whole new joy seeing things through your kid's eyes. Like to, to a certain extent you become a kid again, but it is so cool to see them get so excited. Halloween actually too, it got it was interesting. I think my turning point was when I screwed up Halloween. <laughs> oh, yes. This is a great story. <laughs> so back when Jack was first in preschool, um, it was his first year in preschool. And we didn't really know how the holiday parties went or any of this No, stuff. we were new parents. And I had been traveling. I had just gotten back. It was like a Wednesday night. And one of my friends who also had a kid in the class reached out, sent a text message and said, don't forget to bring his costume to the to class tomorrow because they're having their Halloween party. And we hadn't thought about costumes. We had nothing planned. Didn't realize there was a party the next day. And it was something like nine o'clock at night. So I quickly ran Scrambling. into his room and I was <laughs> like, what do you want to be for Halloween? And he said he wanted to be a ghost, which was perfect. Yeah, easy like, enough, right? Easy. So I went to grab a sheet from the closet and the babysitter at the time said, well, why don't you just use a pillow? Because he's so tiny and a pillowcase will will fit him better. And so I got the pillowcase and then I was reading through the instructions for the next day. And one of the things they said is they can't wear a mask. So I'm like, shoot, the entire thing's a mask. Yeah, the whole thing's a mask, basically. So I found on Pinterest that you could make the kid look like Casper the ghost if you cut the face out and you kind of turn it so that there's like one end of the pillowcase that's a little bit pointy. And use your imagination. We put this on him and it didn't look so good. <laughs> no, it did not. And there's there's photo evidence of this. Uh, when well, not that, not that one. No, because then then I got another pillowcase and I turned it so it was face on. So the corners of the pillowcase oh, were on the had... two sides. Oh, that's the one I'm thought. I thought the that's fir- what No, the about. first one was pointing up the back. Oh, right. And that's... The second, that's bad. Yes. And so, but the second well, one, it was two, um, the, to the, the sides were on the sides. And so they flopped down. That's when we But I still cut evidence. the face out. Yeah. And so I'm like, perfect, done. Cut the armholes. I even sewed up the little holes so they didn't fray. And then the next day I brought him over to the babysitters. She said, you know, here's his costume. Don't forget he's got to wear this for his party. She took, I held it up. She took one look at it and was like... I think we have a dinosaur costume somewhere. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. He's really excited about this. So she takes him to school. He wears the costume. And I get a picture from my friend of the whole class. Mm-hmm. And Jack's sitting there in the front row, just has this very somber, forlorn, forlorn look on his face. <laughs> and he's wearing his costume. And the little sides of the pillowcase are flopping down. He looks absolutely he, pathetic. He's total, hunched total over. Total you know Charlie I mean? Brown. And yeah. every kid around him is wearing 
store-bought costumes. Iron Man, Batman. They look incredible. Like, They're bright and shiny. Oh, I mean, yeah. His pillowcase, it wasn't even like a bright white color. It was like beige. He looked like it was like any kid who would just pull a, a, a pillowcase over his body. And then, I mean, <laughs> it was, yeah, that I, was a tough one. Oh, I remember my gosh. That. I looked at that and I was like, shoot, I screwed this up. I sent it to my mom. She's like, what is he? Is he a Kleenex? Like, it wasn't even obvious that he was a ghost. He just looked totally pathetic and unloved. <laughs> and that was your, like, first foray into Halloween, which is funny. It's almost kind of ironic that you say that this is when you may have turned from not well, liking it into something, because it was not a great experience for, uh, no, for you. No, I but, mean, there were multiple people who were like, never make costumes again. It's not, in, right. it's not your wheelhouse. <laughs> Right. So that does, that's not a great thing to hear. It's not a great experience. But as you said earlier, this was kind of the, the kickoff to you taking Halloween a little more seriously. And I got to I got to say, like the past couple of years, you've been the one to kind of kind of trigger us into getting a thematic Halloween costume going. Well, because with the family, if we're not going to make the costumes, then we're going to buy them. We might as well buy something good. So. I just wasn't sure we were ever going to do thematic costumes until we did it a couple of years ago. We were the Incredibles, mm -hmm. but that was because I thought we were going on the Disney cruise. So we're like, well, let's do something Disney related. I didn't realize that was going to carry over. That was probably over. the real catch. That's probably when I really got into it because that was fun. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. The kids had fun and we had fun. And so then we did Harry Potter the next year, which was last year. And that was great. And this year, we're going to be Star Wars. Star Wars characters. We're yeah. very excited about. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so anyway, I, I just think um, Halloween has become really cool. There's some neat traditions that we do in the neighborhood. The kids are brought around on a hayride to the different houses. And then they all meet back up at this barn down the road. And they do a big candy swap. And there's a potluck dinner for the parents. And it's so fun. So yeah. it feels, to some extent, like a pregame for the rest of the season. It's, it's a oh, kickoff. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then I would say for Thanksgiving, a tradition that we've taken on is doing a turkey trot. I know a lot of people do that, but I love the idea of moving your body and like getting a good workout in before you gorge yourself. Right. And it's a good way to kick the day off and get energized and, and feel good about. And a lot of times too, depending on the type of person you are, um, for those that know, I mean, Wednesday night is it, you know, sometimes the people call it blackout Wednesday. It means you go out and you party. We don't do that so much anymore, but certainly when you would, or even if you are up late Wednesday night, you know, you get up early, you run things off, you get started. And, and, uh, you know, like, like you said, you kind of kick your day off feeling good. And then knowing that you're going to eat a bunch of, of food later in the day as well, and, and probably drink as well. So, um, yeah, the turkey trots and it's around our area here. So, you know, it's, it's a really, it's a challenging run, but it's a really fun run throughout our neighborhood here. And then as we enter into the Christmas season, there's several parties that happen in December that are always a great time. Um, making cookies with the kids. I love anything crafty, homemaking, all of that's great. We do um, matching pajamas on Christmas Eve, which is super cute. And we just, we have like a rhythm for how we do Christmas Eve into Christmas Day. That's, that's really nice. So, um, and then the, the other tradition I was thinking about that you and I started, um, just because we started dating around this time mm -hmm. is taking the last Friday before Christmas, we go down to the city, down to Chicago and we spend the day together. We do a full day date in the city. We get last minute shopping in and it's, a really good like way to just have a grounded moment, just us mm -hmm. before the rest of all the chaos ensues. And that's been, that's been a really nice tradition. 
Sadly, because of the pandemic we're currently in, that likely will be the first year, I suppose, this year will be the first year we will have missed since we started dating in 2008. No, seven, technically. we were. Uh, that was December of 2007 is when we started dating. I don't think we've missed a year. I can't think of one. I know that, well, maybe when Jack was born, because you had him like right around that time. But other than that, um, I think we've made it every year. And so this it's pretty sad, actually, because I... I really have enjoyed that. And like you, like you said, it was when we started dating and we kind of made that a tradition as going down and we do some shopping. We go, sometimes we'll ice skate down in Chicago. Sometimes we'll go to, well, we started going to a show at one of the, the music or the, one of the theaters down there, um, which is really neat. Um, yeah, so, they play, it's an old fashioned theater and they play White Christmas and they play It's a Wonderful Life and mm-hmm. they do Christmas carols in between. It is a blast. It's for all the diehards. Like oh, yeah. you sing along, you call out the the lines that you remember and for sure, two of my favorite movies of all time. And I never would have thought probably in a million years that I would be watching movies that were made in the 30s and 40s on a the, on a movie theater screen, you know, in 2016, 17, 18, whatever, whenever we started doing this, and you had done this a couple times with your family back uh, years ago, I, but it was so, it was such a trip. And I remember, I think it was last year, maybe the year before, we brought my parents along. They they tagged along. And I mean, my dad just had a blast because It's a Wonderful Life is his favorite movie. And it's so, actually a good suggestion for anyone who's listening to this that hasn't seen It's a Wonderful Life in a long time. Right. Now is the year to watch that movie. Yeah, it's just it's. I think it's going to resonate. Even it resonates every. I cry at that movie every year, but I think now, given the current conditions, it'll resonate even more. Right. So let's talk about some of the things that we've learned along the way because we've talked about a lot of the aspects of the holidays that make us feel good and happy and why we look forward to it. But there is this other side of it where it can be really stressful. There's work to be done to be put in. That's true. So. There are a few things that we've adapted along the way. One that I think we learned pretty early on, and maybe other people are able to do this better than we are, but we found splitting the holiday between the two families to be really challenging. Yeah. Especially when you've got young kids. Kids in tow. Oh my gosh. And it sounds great in theory. It's It sounds like the best way to make everybody happy and make yourself happy, but it's exhausting. You're packing all this stuff up. You're having two dinners. I was going to say, everything is double. I mean, that's a good problem to have, but you are, yeah. I mean, that's, that's hard to manage. You're like, well, all right, now I got to have a, have an early dinner now and then save enough room to have a later dinner later. I've got to pack this stuff up again when, with the kids in tow. You've got to, I remember a few times, you know, the kids, they're, they don't want to leave. They're having fun where they are. They're playing with toys. They're, they're with their right. grandparents. So they're having a meltdown. Then you have to take them to another place. And it's a lot of transitions, a lot of adjustments. Yeah. So our rule has been one thing a day. And that could mean one event a day. It could mean that there's a Christmas party. Then that's that's what we do for that day. Right. Um, but it also means for the actual holiday, we choose one place or another, or we do it our at our house. Right. Um, but but we have totally said no to splitting. It just doesn't make sense, and especially now that we have four kids, so it's a total of six people in our family. It, to and even though the kids are older and they they understand more, it's still that's a lot of coordination, um, and it's well for one, it's tough. Two, it's not something I really want to be doing anyways. I love to settle in somewhere. Like if we say, all right, 
But this is the tradition technically has been that we go to my family's house on Christmas Eve and then we have Christmas dinner or Christmas day in the morning at our house. And then your mom is with us for Christmas dinner. Well, that's for Christmas. And then you also, like, it could be different for Thanksgiving. Right, exactly. I know I was just stating an example of how we used to, you know, go to both for, you know, each Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And that just became too much. So then we said, my family is generally more festive on Christmas Eve. Well, your family was always just kind of like that, treated it like an, any other night, basically. And Christmas Day, you know, well, my, my family still is festive, but your mom goes to like, the, you know, she's got the whole thing with Christmas dinner. And, um, you know, it's plus the, during the day, we wanted to make sure at some point we wanted to be at home with our kids to have, you know, Santa bring the presents here and spend the, spend the day at our home, start a fire, get the music going, all that, all that stuff that we did when we were kids at our own family's homes. So I think that that's actually, that's worked out really well. And, you know, Thanksgiving, we kind of alternate each year with who we spend, you know, this Thanksgiving day with, but of course, there's the rest of the weekend that we can spend with each other. So it's been working out pretty well, I think, for us. Another thing that's really important is good planning. So this might sound really early, but I start planning for the holidays in August. Mm -hmm. That means getting Christmas lists together, um, not necessarily buying things, although a super, super smart thing that you can do is just be buying things along the way throughout the year. And then you True. build up your stash. That's a good hack. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so smart. Sometimes I don't always think of that. But I always have this trigger when August hits that I start building a list of what I think people want. I start paying attention a little bit more, writing things down to keep the list on my phone. Mm -hmm. And so if I think of something in the moment, I can just quickly write it down for under that person's name. Right. Um, but that also means around that same time, um, we're thinking about what do we want the Halloween costumes to be? What do we have to do to get the Halloween costumes so we're not scrambling? Um, all of that planning ahead really pays off towards the end so you're not scrambling. Yep. Um, and then once we have the list, and they're not totally complete like every last little thing that we would purchase, but it's it's a lot of good ideas. We then, this is a tradition, but also a hack. Um, we then in December um, or depending early, early on December, where. Early December, right? General? If Thanksgiving's early, it could be the end of November, but okay. typically it's early December. You and I go to a restaurant. We have a date night and we we bring our computers like nerds. <laughs> and we spit like two bottles of wine and a nice meal and we go to town. And we just, we do all of our shopping. We, yeah, basically, yeah, we finish up because you said a lot of times that we'll, we'll start, well, maybe throughout the year. That's a, that's a good hack. But even in August and September and October, I know you have, you start to buy things and then just accumulate them. But December, that's kind of, yeah, that's like the final push where we're just, all right, who are we missing? We don't have something for this person. Let's go. And we, yeah, we sit at a restaurant, which unfortunately we won't be able to do this year. We'll have to get creative on this one this year. But um, we sit at a restaurant, we share a couple bottles of wine, a nice meal, and our computers like nerds. And we just like, you know, you're like, all right, go on Amazon, get this for this person, try to find something. And then we'll check it off. And then you'll be looking up some. And there's been times when it's been a little stressful. But for the most part, it's fun because it's you know, we make. Yeah, there have been a few years where if we didn't do good planning beforehand, we don't have good ideas. We're like stumped. That's and stressful. And we're just yeah. staring at each other. But um, most years, it's great. And then you get into this groove. And then when you have like a couple of glasses of wine, you get more creative. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, the creative juices start flowing and you loosen up and you feel like a little we were bit laughing, better and happier. We were laughing one year where um, we bought a mandolin 
for your sister. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't even play mandolin. Nah, but that's all right. She I uses mean, it we as decoration. We laughed. We thought it was so funny. Um, we bought some things for your grandparents. I remember one year it was like, I think Moscow it was Moscow like, Mule. Oh, the Moscow like Mules and like the hats. Russian hats or yeah. whatever. And they, which they loved. They loved, but yeah, it was I, funny I at wonder, the time. <laughs> I, that, that was so creative. And, and it's also fun too, because you make this big event out of it. And we laugh so hard on that night mm-hmm. with these hilarious ideas that we come up with. And so you're having fun in the process. It's not annoying. That's one of the best. You just hope that, that we, do. we just hope that some of the things we were buying are, don't get rejected when, when we give them to them, but that we laugh at it anyway. Yeah. I mean, they might not be <laughs> laughing when we give it to them, but we're laughing. <laughs> no, it's always worked out. I and mean, we've been doing that for a few years now and I think it's worked out really well. And again, you, you have to get creative and make, make this type of thing fun because I don't know, I'm, a lot of people like it, but I can't stand shopping. I've never liked it. I mean, Amazon is a godsend because I can look at things online and hit go. I just, I can't stand shopping in general. But when you can do something like this where you can put, you know, put your heads together and make a checklist and just get it done um, and then have some fun with it, you know, have some wine and be at a nice restaurant. I think it makes a heck of a difference for, for getting through the holidays as far as the shopping goes. And the waiters and waitresses are always really intrigued because yeah. we're just like, snorting laughing and we're there with our computers and it just we're, we're definitely there so, for business so dweeby but we're but we're having fun and i think you're right they're they're expecting us to just be on a date night it's like okay let's have a drink let's have a or uh, an appetizer then we'll have the main course and we're like we need time you know? <laughs> we need five hours we, we yeah exactly we're like we're gonna take this night pretty slow i hope you don't mind and they're like okay sure all right <laughs> A couple other hacks that we have. So um, for kids, dress up clothes. I have been so frustrated trying for four kids to find the tights and the bows and the this thing and the that thing. And so my what I've started doing is I take whatever the outfit is and all of the accessories. If there's one of those for the season, that's even better. But if there's a couple of them, I, I the couple of dresses or whatever it is, I store that in my closet and it's stored. Their stuff is hanging up and I've got all the accessories with it. So I don't need to go looking for black tights. Each one of their closets. I don't need to go trying to find where their shoes are. I don't like, because you know, that's fruitless. (laughs) So it has, it has been a game changer with how quickly we can get ready for big festive events. Um, And then the, the other one that I thought would be good to talk about is we hosted Thanksgiving this past year. And I think we did a few things that um, worked out really, really well. So mm-hmm. if you are in an area of the country where you're able to get your family together for the holidays and you're hosting, um, a couple of the things that worked for us were, again, good planning. So we sat down and we mapped out exactly how we wanted the night to go. Right. And we sp- put literally put it into a spreadsheet. You put it into a spreadsheet. Yeah, but I, <laughs> I was in awe of like how you were doing this. But yeah, you put it in a spreadsheet. The spreadsheet had was, what food do we want to serve? Nope. It had how do we want the table to be arranged? It had how what's the flow of the night? How, what's the timing of when things happen? That might sound like overkill, but man, we were prepared. We were on the same page. We didn't get frustrated with each other. We knew what was going on. Right. Um, uh, so, so then what you do with the plan is you map out how you're going to execute. So you take all of those elements and you take the week leading up to Thursday. So start on Saturday and every single day you're doing something 
to get you closer to Thanksgiving. So, so frankly, you don't have to do everything that on that day. You're almost doing yeah. nothing on Thanksgiving. You're That's putting right. the turkey in the oven. There might be something else that you're heating up, but like you're almost doing nothing on That's Thanksgiving right. Day. You're doing the turkey trot. You're watching the Macy's Day Parade. You're kicking back with a mimosa. Maybe watching some <laughs> and football. And you're waiting for Thanksgiving because you've already done it all. Like we we already did the the uh, set up the table. Yeah, the table set. Settings, the, like right. Like man, that just we've done that a couple times now, and that's worked out so well. Yeah, I mean, thinking back, yeah, it's almost a year now. Uh, thinking back to last year, that really was very well planned and executed. And I mean, the thing is, you you have to be of the mindset and ability to do that because it was a lot of work. But when we spaced it out and we talked about it and just nailed it down, it ended up working out so well. And everyone enjoyed it. We didn't, like you said, we weren't fighting with each other. We weren't scrambling uh, the day of on Thanksgiving Day to, to make sure that, you know, did we remember this? Did we remember that? It was just very well executed. Now, again, that that takes planning. So you got to be able to do that. But that is definitely a nice hack. Certainly because we had, I think we had, what, 20 people that we were hosting? You can't just throw something together on Thanksgiving Day or just kind of do nilly-willy. It's got to be planned out if you want it to go smoothly and if you want things to be done well and done properly. Another thing that we came up with um, was there's always, especially around the holidays, especially if it's family, um, the moments that it's like, let's get a picture. And so you're trying to corral all these people. And then when you throw kids into it and they've been playing and they don't want to, and it's inconvenient and you're just about to take a pie out of the oven or whatever. So we actually built taking the picture into the schedule. That we knew that we didn't necessarily like right. socialize. This is the schedule, but we knew it. And we talked to a family uh, member who we was talked willing to do that. a family member, and we were like, that. "Listen, can you help us corral people at this time?" Right. And we set up uh, an iPhone and on a stand, and mm-hmm. we already knew where we were going to put everybody, so there, like the distance was right. And then um, we used an Apple Watch to trigger the phone to take the picture, mm-hmm. and it took the picture. So it was great. We got we captured the picture, but then we took the it like, next level. Yeah. Um. So everyone thought, oh, good, we've got this picture. You can forward us the file. Um, we said no, no. We did, no, we we've didn't say something. anything. No, I know. I'm just a joke. Like no, no. We've got something <laughs> better. All, in star. When, when everyone was sitting down to dinner and distracted. And it was like not necessarily as we're saying grace or anything like that, um, but in the mo- in the movement of sitting down to dinner, we had arranged for one of the people, one of the guests who was there, who had asked, "Is there anything I can help with?" We said, "Yes, take this picture." We bought a little picture printer, photo printer, yeah, printed off, and we had bought. Um, little frames to put the picture in. Yeah, I think there were four by six frames or something. And load these frames with the picture. So print off enough for the for the frames. Mm-hmm. And then put these out on the dessert table. So while no one was paying attention, the picture we had just taken was being assembled and put into frames so that when they came out after dinner and it was time for dessert, they all saw the picture that we had just taken. And they could take that the for themselves. And that was something that they were able to take when they left. Ah, oh, it was great. Yeah, no, that worked out really well. And like you, you had mentioned, one of the family members was like, "Hey, what can I do to help?" That's another great example of. I mean, we all know everyone wants to do that, right? Hey, what what can I bring? What can I do to help? And a lot of people don't generally have jobs for people because, well, for one, they either just don't think about it, or two, they don't they don't want to make people work. 
because, you know, hey, I'm hosting that, you know, but if you've got enough work to be done, people want to be put to work. They want to feel like they're being helpful. And that was this specific family member was like that. He's like, hey, I want to help. What can I do? And we knew that he had the the camera skills, um, even though it was just an iPhone. He actually does some photography and whatnot. So we knew he was going to be into this. So we're like, hey, take the pic. And then can you print it out on this photo printer and set it up? And he was like all excited to do that. And it was great. And like you said, it was kind of one of those like gotcha moments where it's like, hey, look, that's the picture we just took. And everyone really enjoyed it. It was it was unique. It's not something you would normally see. And, and that's okay. You don't have to do that. But it was it made that night even a little bit more special. And I, I got to say, too, I know we had a friend of yours from work that came, which I thought was really nice. And, um, and I had just met her that night. But she walked away with that picture, probably thinking, wow, this is this is a family that brought me into their home. And now I have a keepsake to remember them by whether she keeps it or not the rest of her life. I don't know. And that's not terror. You know, that's not technically the important part, but it was probably really special for her to be invited and then get to take something home to remember the event by. So yeah, I thought last year was, was fantastic as far as how we did it. And like you say, this, this is how we did it. We put a plan together and, and we executed it on it, executed on it. Another thing that I thought was fun was we're not signature drink kind of people. We have wine, we have beer, water, you know. That's about it usually, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And we had gone to a restaurant a few weeks prior to that. And someone that we were with had this really great drink. And so we came up with this idea that we were going to serve this drink Mm -hmm. as like everyone gets one. When they sit down to the table, the drink will be. Yeah, that's the special drink for the dinner. So we decided we were going to recreate it. And this like kind of goes back to make the journey fun. The Mm -hmm. same thing with like doing the date to order the gifts together because it'll make you laugh. (laughs) Oh boy, this made us laugh. We got totally schnockered trying to create this drink drink with harder than we thought it was going to be. But we finally got the perfect mix down. We did. And And I'm surprised we were able to. (laughs) And so it was like a funny memory. It was great. And it was fun for everybody else because you're not expecting to try something new right. on Thanksgiving. At least the crew that we hang out with, it's the that aspect can be pretty standard. And so I thought that was really fun as well. And then if you have kids, a good thing for them to do is grab a jar, like a mason jar, have them go around. They, they can do this in advance. Another job out, for someone, yeah. Yep, they can cut out little strips of paper and then have everyone write down what they're grateful for. Put that in the jar. Or thankful. And then that kid has to read off what everybody's thankful for to the rest of the group. So mm-hmm. it gets the kids involved too, which I think is really nice. But that also as well gets the whole group involved during the dinner or you know before or or after whatever you choose to do it, but everyone is is involved as well. Because the, the one of the hard things, and we all know this, if we've got extended family, or even if it's like a friend, what do they call that? A friends verse or a friends giving or whatever. Um, you know, the tables get really big, and so you might be sitting at one end, and you don't end up talking to the person or the people down at the other end. This kind of a thing gets everyone kind of talking because you're all in that together. So I thought that was kind of neat too, because you don't feel so segregated being at one end of the table or another. Yeah. So, I mean, those are the main hacks. That's kind of a lot, I think. Um, But yeah, I mean, this year is going to be a little bit different and we're still figuring out how we're going to approach it. There's going to be some aspects that we're going to try to make be as similar as possible, but we're going to get creative too. So might be good for us to do a 2.0 
um, podcast. Um, not not even postmortem, but just like as we get even closer. Okay, now oh, like, now yeah. how are we going to approach it? But that's what we've done in the past, and hopefully this was helpful for all of you as you're starting to plan and think about how you're going to tackle the holidays. And with that said, I think we'll wrap it up there. So hope you guys enjoyed it. As Em said, there's a lot of content there, but uh, we'll try to do maybe a 2.0 episode as well right before the holidays get get going. Um, so let us know if you enjoyed what you heard. And again, as always, uh, give us a like on Facebook if you haven't already. You can hear us on any and all podcast platforms, and I'll tout the Amazon uh, platform one more time as well because that's new to us. So make sure you give a listen there. And thanks for listening. <laughs>